Welcome to Comic Book Nation's Pool List, a special bonus, pseudo bonus episode that might become a weekly thing. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, welcome to Comic Book Nation's special episode here, all about comics. I am Matt Aguilar, and with me is an amazing crew of people that dig into this week's Marvel and DC Comics, Kofi Outlaw. I'm surprised you call two guys a crew. I don't know if that qualifies. It is a crew. I'll take it's it. A, it's I'll a take tight-knit it. crew. <laughs> I think you need at least four people. I think heist movie rules is like you need at least like four people for a crew. But right. what know, about squad? I'm, I'm here. We got a squad. Yeah. Be a squad. I think you Could need like a... five. I think that's NBA oh, rules. You need like a five man team for a squad. A trio. Yeah, a know. trio. I don't make... Trio. Yeah. Trio. That's safe. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Evan, our wonderful uh, correspondent with anime, of course, but also a huge comic fan and a big reviewer of one of this week's comics. So what's up, buddy? Hey, thanks for having me. And I would recommend we call ourselves a triumvirate. <gasps> there you go. <laughs> Boom. That sounds classy. Done. That sounds real classy. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, so this, uh, you know, obviously on the regular show on Fridays, we talk comics uh, towards the end of the show, but uh, we're trying something different this week. And there are two big books, one from each of the big two. So we thought, hey, why not uh, focus on those two books? go a little more in depth on those and uh, introduce a new segment of rec or pass. So we'll give you our big group or trio or triumvirate uh, recommendation and uh, whether you should go to the comic store. And of course it is comic book Wednesday today, which is also different for us. So uh, let's get started. We got two books on the docket. Well, you got to give them the full incentive. You got to sell this thing. Listen, we're recording this now. <laughs> if you guys listen in mass numbers and you are comic lit, you comic readers, and you're listening to this, and you spread this around, and we can get some good feedback, then maybe we can do some taking this stuff live sometime, get it interactive, have everybody in on it. We want to build a place for our comic readers in our section of our show. We have so much to do on our show regularly. like We do all things for geek culture. And so we wanted to expand the place, the comic section, the comic talks, has been one of our best sections, and it's a place where people come and they discover new comics, and they love to talk about the comics that are going on. And we were like, "Yo, this is so much fun! Let's make it a whole section." So it's up. We need you guys, the comic readers who are listening to this, to spread this around because we want to make a destination for comic readers to have a weekly place where we can, like, you know, get into the crazy antics of what are happening in the big storylines, anything that's dropping, and talk about like the new thing that might be dropping and yeah, do all of that. So Matt's being very humble, but uh, he has world domination comic points <laughs> he's working on. So he's just trying to play the humble card. But no, we want to build like a corner for you guys and, and for us. So uh, help us boost these numbers so we can take this interactive and make it live so you can freak out with us. That'd be fun. So, yeah, a spot where we can that's, kick that's it. my spiel. Yeah, a spot. Where I'm we just here to sell it's just for us. <laughs> That was a pop yeah. right there for you guys. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, we're going to jump into, yeah, you got it. You got it. You know what I was talking about. <laughs> so we're going to start with Marvel. Uh, we're going to start with Ultimate Universe number one. This was a book that warranted a little uh, extra discussion. And, you know, who better to have on than Evan, who reviewed mm -hmm. the book for us uh, over at comicbook.com. You can find his full review there. Uh, but, you know, this one, we talked to last week about Ultimate Spider-Man and how that pitch really grabbed us. Ultimate Evasion for you know i feel like it's safe to say for the cbn crew was a little meh like had potential but like wasn't as well received um you know ultimate universe number one uh you know evan what just let's start with you because you did the full review for us uh what did you think just kind of brief impressions of it uh so brief impression is that i really number one like 
Hickman is my jam. Uh, Jonathan Hickman, I love pretty much everything that he's done for Marvel. Um, with Ultimate Universe number one, I think that it's a solid outing, but there's both a strength and a weakness to Hickman's writing, which is that effectively it's kind of tough to review just a single piece of an the overall machine, the overall tapestry that Hickman is trying to weave. Like, if you jump into this, like... Regardless of what you thought about Ultimate Invasion, I think that it's a necessity that you read that first because you will have a lot of questions with this um, if you did not read that miniseries prior to this. And one of the big things that I came away from this uh, that I mentioned in my review is that I don't think this should have been called Ultimate. I don't think this should have been called the Ultimate Universe. I think it should have had a different name because it's very very different from the original ultimate universe and it's trying to do a different thing some it's creating a universe that's entirely from jonathan hickman that is aiming for something completely different from what came before it uh i think it's a solid start um it makes me anxious and excited to see what comes next for this universe uh all the pieces seem to be there but I think it could have had kind of a stronger introduction with this premiere issue in terms of really getting new readers up to speed in terms of setting up this universe. So it's a strong start. Uh, it has a couple of uh, dents in the armor, as it were. So, Kofi, what did you I know you were kind of mixed coming out of Invasion, but what did you think about this? Um. Thank God I don't have to review comics like you guys, so I, I'm going to keep it <laughs> kind of like what I think I would have been this particular show towards, which is kind of like talking storylines. You know, the good gossipy, pulpy stuff of comics that made me, you know, help help me pioneer a lot of this business was just learning that people love to talk and theories and everything about what we saw in storylines, like good soap operas. So, um I will say that, yeah, I mean, you outed me. I, I was really not a fan of Ultimate Invasion. Uh, I, I consider Evan's point about, you know, yeah, this isn't the Ultimate Universe, and it's kind of weird that we're – it's borrowing certain beats from it, but it's not really – it's purposely saying, oh, we're going to steer that universe into a different direction. Well, then it's kind of a new universe. Hmm. Um, they call it the Mega. They should have called it Mega Invasion or something like Mega Universe. Maximum. Anyway. Maximum, maximum universe. Um, uh, but um, here's what I'll say. But as a storyline, uh, this and, you know, I'm being cautious here because Ultimate Invasion had a very great first issue. Launch, like that was a very strong a first very issue. good first issue. Um, and then it just all kind of spiraled out. And then so but this was also it's simplistic. But like Evan points out, it's only simplistic if you read the previous mess. So comparatively to that, it is very, it's very simplistic. Like it's a simple, like it's literally like a cleaning up of what was made in the, in the last book. It's like the characters of that last book with that new status quo saying, we got to clean this up. Let's go fix this. And they're literally just walking around doing a classic heist recruitment, like fix, like, Hey, you old so-and-so you don't remember this, but you used to be a God. Come on back in the gang. Like, you know, and so, it, it is simplistic in that sense and, and very entertaining. And it, I like it better than any kind of version of the ultimate universe. I wish it was now, I can't get that out of my head that it was called something else, but it's interesting. Like 
the stakes that it already sets up for like Tony Stark and like all these other people are just really big. And it's kind of getting to play with Marvel characters in what the ultimate universe it's doing, what the ultimate universe did in its original purpose was playing with these familiar tropes and character stories in a slightly tweaked, modernized, different kind of way. And so we're doing that again, but it's just weird to do that under the name of something that already did it in its own time. So I'm going to set that aside, the name of it all, because, you know, Lord knows if there's anything Marvel is doing on both the page and the screen right now. It is misnaming things <laughs> in attempt to, <laughs> to like recap, recap glory. Oh my from God. Days past. Like, yeah, they are just really messing with these titles as if they're legacy. And it's like, Bro, you guys got to keep creating new legacy titles. Stop trying yeah, they to stop that. milk these words. Like, um, um, but um, setting that aside, like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm invested in this. I'm I'm more invested in Lady Sif than I have been in man years. You went wrong, right? Like, so like there is stuff they are cooking with here, and the whole there's enough of this that is still like that feels age of apocalypse or secret warsy enough about the setup. Whenever Marvel does these things where like they've cut up territories and everybody yeah, has yeah. one, mm-hmm. like oh, the diagrams that. are back. Yeah. Yeah. Parts and diagrams <laughs> are back. Like, yeah, no, but I, I seriously do love whenever Marvel has futures or alternate earths where like certain people are holding territories because that kind of gang war stuff or tribe war stuff is it's easy to follow. It gives you kingdoms that are each unique enough. That's what we liked about uh, X of Swords, really. Like, right? Like, yep, you yep. go to Araco and like all that stuff in uh, Asma or whatever the other place is called. And like, there are all these different tribes and villages, and it's cool. So I'm in for this idea. But like, yeah, it is with the caveat of you have to be going through the swamp of this mess of this reality like i don't think there's anything in this book and i was like kind of like curious i had to remember it that tells you that that guy in the doom mask is actually reed richards right like there's no, nothing there's, in this yeah. book there's nothing that tips you off that that, that that's a him and, and I was he just like, even oh, calls him okay doom he even yeah. just says doom and then they go to like refer to laveria like if you just came in you would just assume that was doom you would not know the wrinkle to that and that's like the yeah, whole, exactly. whole point of the character <laughs> yeah so. and so like i was just like yeah and so like like evan says like you can't just jump into this and we are already so many levels deep into a, a kind of a mess but this part of it is actually entertaining enough to follow so congratulations so far and i hope it <laughs> i hope it lasts so so it's interesting and kofi touched on it we're going to be you know even as this conversation has already shown we're going to be kind of you know, going back and forth on books in a slightly different way and not just, uh, you know, providing our like, hey, did we like it or not? The the thing is interesting. If if you watched our conversations on Ultimate Invasion, I it's one of those things I was very I don't like to be cynical. It's not my favorite thing. I don't like to be negative <laughs> if I can help it. I am. I am. Sometimes and I let it, you know, it's just like I can't help it. It just comes out sometimes. And I always look back and go, nah, I shouldn't have done it. I was very meh on the idea of an ultimate universe coming back. I was very much yeah. like I was about Loki before that show came back. I didn't need it. I was good. I read them all before. I'm good. I don't, I don't think need that's another cynical, thing. Though. It, because okay, like, it's a little it, cynical ultimate, before I saw no, anything. But ultimate is like, and here's the thing that I'm going to keep hitting. Ultimate was literally something created to be a snapshot of a time and place. And yeah. that was different from, that Marvel felt differently, like, hey, we'd crossed the millennium. Yeah. Let's 
let's capture what that means. And, you know, so that's a time and a place like trying to go back. There is, is like saying, I want to go back to seventies X-Men comics. Like right. when we were living in the nineties, yeah. it's like, cool, but you're in the nineties. Like we'll see. And here's where those I hairdos are just I, here now. Like, you know, cause that's what I thought <laughs> they were going to do. I thought they were going to just do what they did before, but just for the year, 2023, 2024. Right. Like I thought that's what we we're, but this is not that. And that's actually why I think I'd like it more because mm. Hickman has not, they're clearly not doing that. There's a whole spot of dialogue that just says like, Hey, we're trying to restore this universe to the way it was. Um, that's our goal. Like the hero's goal is not to just be the heroes and stuff. They're trying to restore all the things that the maker screwed up. And you see the extent of that in this issue of just the amount of things and people he's messed with and moved around. And so that is the fundamental goal makes this not anything remotely like the ultimate universe. That was to give people a, a modern version, but also a clean starting on point because the main continuity had become such a train wreck at that point in time. They've since, you know, done things to fix that. And we've had kind of revivals and reboots and whatever, but at the time that's, that's what that was. And it was, it did that uh, exceedingly well, especially the X books and Spider-Man. Right. So here though, this is not the intent. The intent is really just to create another kind of, sandbox that people can play with and do new things with characters because like even when they're talking about captain america which i thought was actually really interesting i thought oh hey they're just gonna break the ice and get him out that's not a thing that happens here that that surprised me and the conversations that go with that thor is amazing <laughs> I, thor is fantastic by far like my mvp of the issue like everything they did with him and, and as you refer to sif I, that is i have not cared about sif in a very long time <laughs> now, now i will i will say that there is actually a good sif run that was in a previous journey into mystery and i can't remember who, who the writer and artist was on that and um but i will to kind of extrapolate on your point i think that like thor the thor sif dynamic and like how asgard is i think is one of the most interesting parts of this issue specifically i think that um the way that it's different and the the history that's already happened that they're alluding to is very interesting. Like in terms of, oh, like uh, they kind of, I think Reed or Tony breaks it down in terms of like what had happened previously that makes it so that now Thor is a prisoner of Asgard and Sith is his jailer who's just kind of like tailing him to make sure that he doesn't die while he's under her watchful eye or whatever that's a really interesting concept i think that that really works well one of the things that you know matt you had mentioned when it came to like oh they're not just going to instantly break captain america out of the ice and that's really interesting i really hope that when he gets freed if he gets freed he's very different from both the captain america that we know and the Captain America of the original Ultimate Universe. I yeah. hope that Hickman has an idea for adding something different to the character. Like, if Captain America were to be freed from the ice in, like, in modern day and now now, like, how different would he be from that original, you know, version of him from World War II and everything? Um, I'm interested to see all of those different moving pieces that Hickman has in store for all of these characters. I think that like 
there were some, I think that there were a number of problems with the original Ultimate Universe when it came to, especially like later in, later in its lifetime when like, man, when Captain America became president and I'm trying to remember all the crazy, like, and the, the most of the nation had been <laughs> most, oh man, like, and most wow. of the United States had been blown up or something like that, yeah. especially. So I'm like, I'm, I'm interested to see. I want to see the I, I want to see different iterations of all these characters. Yeah. And I think Hickman's going to be good at doing that, but not going too crazy. Like as like using that as an example. So well, I'm on board here. Yeah, that's a good segue to what I was going to say next, which is what this issue does already is give me confidence in the brightness of the light at the end of this tunnel. Mm-hmm. Like already, okay, so let's just break this down because in move a few steps ahead we already know like what the kind of status quo is going to be for hickman's ultimate spider-man right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this makes this much more interesting because now you begin to see like they go into a vault they get this stuff they're going to start to do these corrective measures but it's more interesting because we heard okay peter parker is going to get his powers later in life but now we know like it's more likely like Peter Parker's going to get his powers later in life and told like in this other yeah. place you're the man like you're like the you're not only like this hero but you're like the center of like hopefulness and perseverance and all this thing and he's going to be like holy like I'm just a <laughs> yeah. dad like trying to make it with two kids like what are you talking about like on top of that like that becomes instantly more interesting it's like you said, it's it's still Spider-Man, but in a modern context. Like, who is Spider-Man when trying to handle this power and responsibility when raising these two kids at an age where they're going to be dealing with all kinds of crazy stuff? Like, yeah. let alone. And if we've Superman and Lois has proven, that's pretty good. T- that's pretty good stuff. People are more mm-hmm. receptive to that than we thought. You have a generation of comic fans that are just like us, who are of that age now, where we these are very real concerns for yeah. us and things mm-hmm. like that. So that becomes instantly more interesting. And I think there's enough of what you said of just slight tweaks to the status quo. And I think they just gave him the ultimate universe. Cause they were like, I'm sure he would have done it to the Marvel universe, but they were like, <laughs> no, nah, like, bro, Whoa. you play over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, and I'm sure it was like behind closed doors. They were like, Oh, like, what do we do? Like, we can't get the main thing. Like this could get crazy. And it's like, but we got to give him something and we don't want to let him like, we don't want to say like here, you're not significant enough. Just take this raw clay and do something like build us another universe. You just did like powers of X. You're making a whole gods thing. Like, how about this? Uh, hey, you got any more of that ultimate universe? Like, <laughs> here you go. And you'd yeah. be like, go nuts with this. No, no, no. Tweak it. Take away the numbers. Change, you know, whatever. Just whatever you want to do with it. We're not doing anything with it. People recognize this, though. They remember ultimate. Like, go for yeah. it. And it's just like, yeah. Safe place to court one of your better writers, just like play around in this part of the pool, like you know. Oh man, and yeah. uh speaking of like uh Stefano Caselli and uh David Curiel's artwork is fantastic. Yeah, that's a, yeah, in this issue. Let's I didn't want to be petty. I didn't want to be petty, but <laughs> let's talk about what's really different from invasion in this is is that artwork. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> a game. Look changer. at Thor, man. Mike, yeah. look at that. <laughs> yeah, when they go into panels. the cell. It's absurd. It's like a. I I feel like it's uh. It's like one of those uh, Game of Thrones clips. You know when they go into the cell or whatever. Mm. It's like they just 
they walk in and he's just sitting over there with, on the on the chair. <laughs> with the chair it's all just like ground. barrel chested. He's just yeah. like, Whoa. like yeah. But no, there's there's some stuff that already lives rent free in my head. Like that whole speech about like the voiceover about him watching him destroy those yes. as guardians of being like I just realized like he just didn't want to do it. Like that's yeah, because I, cause I love that question when he's yeah. like, why didn't he just do it? To begin with, <laughs> he didn't feel like it. Yeah, he's like he didn't want to. I was like, oh, that's great. Yep, it's like, it's yeah. great yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I mean, the more we're talking about this, the more I did like actually. This was I did enjoy this as a page turner, and there's a lot that they cover in this first thing from like the beginning to yeah. the end, where Tony Stark's like the most wanted man in America. They got me hyped stuff. for Black Panther in one panel. Yep. And they had Hulk go beast in one yes. episode and just one thing. I was just like, Hulk's a bastard. Wow. And he's like, Grey Hulk, right? So he's like yeah. mobster Grey Hulk. Like, oh, man, that's cool. No, uh, but Captain see, like, we're already talking about it. The coolest he has been yeah. in a while. I, speak of other characters who are, like, the coolest they've been in a long time. Like, you get Captain <laughs> Britain in here and you're like, Captain Britain is scary? Like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, and he's just destroying people. You're like, he's got oh, an wow, eye patch yeah. now, which makes him <laughs> ten times cooler. <laughs> I I really dug the um. There's really like Hickman's great with his kind of Easter eggs and stuff, but like when they're reporting, and it's I think it's in the epilogue when they're reporting the damage that has been done to North America. They have um the scrolling names yes. of victims who have been killed in this attack. And there's a lot of names in there that Marvel fans, Spider-Man fans, et cetera, are going to really recognize. That's going to make it like a completely different ball game, especially when it comes to Peter Parker and his universe, because without, without spoiling who those are, it's going to be even aside from the fact that he's now an adult getting these spider powers. And as we've seen, he has kids He's married to Mary Jane. There's a lot of characters uh, in New York City who have been completely wiped from the playing field. So that's going to be very interesting to see how his career as Spider-Man kind of takes a hit and evolves based on that in general. But yeah, that that Black Panther panel was amazing. I think Hickman yeah, is really great. Hickman's really fantastic when it comes to those panels and those one solitary pages that are able to kind of make your, your eyes pop and everything. And he, he makes you do for, that, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like, as you can tell, we honestly could have just done a whole episode on this one book. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we, it's, uh, we got to move over to DC now. Uh, Evan, did you have a chance to check this one out or no? Uh, I did not actually, okay, no but I, I'm more than happy to offer commentary. This is a <laughs> <laughs> commentary on it, regardless. <laughs> so this is a book. Uh, this is Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War, Scorched Earth. Uh, this is the Gotham War finale, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, bringing together all those books. It's been a CB Nation favorite since the beginning, and really the only dud was the kind of tie-in, you know, Red Hood issue. <laughs> last week i think that was only like solid dud of of the entire series so coming into this um you know uh, again it's it's very much a i was surprised it was only 29 pages i'm gonna be honest because i actually thought it would be bigger because you're there's a lot that was on the board and i probably take it that my biggest issue with it is i feel like it needed another (laughs) i don't know it needed another five maybe eight 10 pages because I feel like it was just rushed uh, because there was just so much to get to. And and some of the stuff just kind of felt abrupt to me. 
um, because we're dealing, obviously we're getting into light spoilers here. We don't get into crazy big ones, but like one of the biggest things that's been running through this whole book has been Red Hood and the Batman's really going over the line in how he handled his whole family, but incredibly Red Hood. And while it's kind of like, okay to call someone to the carpet for it you're also then expecting there to be like more of the healing process needs to take place before like everything's okay we could just go and do our thing and they, it's not that it's not like everything's in a bow and hunky-dory there's still a lot of issues to sort out but i don't know it's just it was just like something missing I, did you feel that way Kobe? am i off my off base or no um this was this was a disappointing ending like this held it to get longer than ultimate invasion, but like this is a pretty spectacularly weird kind of flame out for this series, which it felt like they just kind of decided to cut it short almost. Right. But it, because I mean, honestly, the things that Zadarsky was working with in this could have run through Batman books for like an entire year. Yeah. Um, just this entire idea that was so interesting at the beginning of Batman and Catwoman having like Batman waking up from not being around and, and seeing how the kind of moral philosophy of crime fighting had evolved into this thing under somebody he trusted the most, like Catwoman. They're a literal kind of almost like civil war dynamic of splitting their family and everybody being like, we've known both of these people for like ever. And they're so important in our lives and all the kids being like, why are mom and dad fighting? Like all of that, <laughs> um, the kind of moral question of what, what, you know, that was kind of wonderfully spilling into other books even like Tom King's Penguin series that, yeah. you know, what happens when the villains of Gotham don't have this just uh, inexhaustible resource of, of bodies to throw into their schemes and all that. When the henchmen start thinking for themselves and, and doing stuff. And, and this issue even ends off with a cliffhanger that kind of explores that point of kind of one henchman doing something on his own and being like getting in over his head in a different kind of way. But yeah, it just, as soon as I saw, and I told you I was nervous when I saw like the villain squad that, that, that looked like when Professor Pig's squad yeah. got together, which I thought was interesting of them having to repool their resources and figure out how to assert power. But when they just put on a bunch of bat themed armor and then just start running around the streets, it's like, okay, we're just having like, this is, this is the finale of a CW season or the third act of a <laughs> DC movie. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, this is what this is. And there are little cool points in it, but it, it just felt muddled and kind of, like you said, rushed. Like, everything significant that should deserve a scene was just kind of eaten up in the rush of trying to keep this yeah. whole epic kind of thing together. Um, some cool standouts. Tim Drake had like, I mean, looked really cool in that one sequence in this of proving yeah. why he's so good at a Robin of being having observed all these things while he'd been taken hostage and was able to take down everybody like super quick and knew all the weaknesses and all the kind of bat armory stuff. So Tim Drake put points for being being a cool pulling being a cool as dude. But um yeah, and even the central Bruce and Selena thing gets kind of skipped over for some weird vandal savagey kind of big villain finale and doesn't even feel resolved by the end we're supposed to be left with this feeling like oh my god something significant really happened yeah and then it's even undone by the like very end which was confusing i still don't exactly know what that ending was supposed to be or yeah. like what happened there or what what it implies right about that woman and like yeah and i was just like okay so sure and 
I, I'm going to be interested to see how they come out of this because, like I said, it feels like some significant things that are going to have to reverberate through books have happened. Like Gotham's Underworld isn't just going to go back. If it just goes back to being normal next issue, it's like, what do we do here? Like, that doesn't right. seem right. There seems like there's going to have to be some kind of references to this and dealing with it. Red Hood as a character definitely is significantly changed. And, and that weird Dark Knight Rises finale, again, like another fake out. There's like several fake outs, like something big's going to yeah. happen in this issue. There's and one then, particular like, scene yeah. when someone is, I won't get to the, I won't spoil that, but like essentially there's like this really kind of heroic scene. And then, which I dug. I liked that. And I went, oh, they did. Whoa. Like I was intrigued. I was intrigued to see where that went. And then literally like, was it the next page? It was the next page. And you see someone like coming down. I went, really? (laughs) You couldn't wait two pages. You couldn't, you couldn't just wait two pages to do that. And again, I'm not going to be petty, but like, again, we, we had some really beautiful chapters of this, but this wasn't one of them. I mean, even the page we're looking at now, like, I mean, even Bruce Wayne and Selena, everybody looks kind of weird and no, like film noirishly ugly in this. It's kind of, it's kind so of. While, so while I didn't read this last part, I have been keeping up with the crossover. And like one thing that I, that I really thought about when I was reading some of it, like number one, I feel like it's really hard. Like I, if, if you gave me a character to write, like if I was to pick any of them, I feel like writing Batman would be really difficult because I feel like so much has been done and tre- retread with the character and everything. So I appreciated this new take on it, but it had me thinking of, excuse me, it had me thinking of some of my favorite crossover, like big crossover stuff in the Batman universe, which is stuff like war games, uh, no man's land, no man's um, land. things like that. And it had me thinking about would this have worked better because with, with like things like no man's land with things like war games uh, they had the opportunity to take over the Batman books and do that for like, I want to say no man's land like took place over a year or more. It It used to be, yeah, it used to be, no, it used to be 12 issues, like a year long kind of storyline used to be. And, and over the course of like every single bat book that existed, yeah. like not yep. just the main Batman book, but also like detective comics, every single supporting character, all of them were just focused on this one status quo. So it makes me wonder, like I'm disappointed to hear that the grand finale of this wasn't able to kind of hit the same heights as what had come before, because I feel like maybe if they had allowed Zdarsky to just map the entirety of the bat books for like, and I know he's been on it for, I think like over a year and change, but just like to focus specifically on the storyline over every single book and have every single writer kind of focus on it. in that same way that no man's land war games, uh, contagion. I want to think of like other Batman crossovers off the top of my head, but it makes me wonder whether or not it would have benefited from, like having a more extended storyline rather than having to wrap everything up like in a neat bow in this. I absolutely final. think it would have. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. think in this case, there was enough. Each of those issues could have been expounded two times over, right? There was mm-hmm. enough in there to really like hone in on one element, focus in for an entire issue and then move on to the next. I mean, just the villains part alone of this issue 
could have been two issues worth of building and figuring out what they're doing. Um, you know, and the Vandal Savage part, it's just not, it's just, it's not that it's not interesting. It's just, we've seen it before. I don't know. It just felt like it could have very, also, it, yeah, it was also its own storyline. Like that's its yeah. own kind of, it, it was weirdly shoehorned into this. Like the whole thing about connecting his meteorite, the Lazarus pits and all these other objects from the DC universe is one power source and possibly yeah. getting into the origin of that. That's its own event. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need and selling here. immortality mm-hmm. as like a thing that brings all kinds of characters out, not just Gotham henchmen, but like all kinds of right. What if the Joker heard if he could find enough of this stuff, like he could get immortality? He'd kill everybody and take everything and be like, all right. Yep. Like, and and you, you know what's crazy? People race for that would be a more interesting storyline. Well, and that would have been a perfect follow-up. If you had yeah. just done Gotham War as Batman and Catwoman's divide you know uh contrasting philosophies and the bat family being split and the henchmen learning to be independent for themselves you literally can lead in oh i knocked my microphone over <laughs> got so excited. got so excited about, uh you can literally lean in and do vandal savage's thing as the next one because then all of a sudden there's this prize in gotham that all these people want for various different reasons and now you have these factions fighting over like it just moves right into that. You don't need to shove them together. And I just feel like it really, it really didn't show that it was it's the fractures didn't really show it till here. Because once you had to bring those two storylines completely together and finish them off, there just wasn't enough time. And nothing, it felt like nothing, everything got underserved. Uh, you know, now I'm I'm curious before we before we head out, you know, I am curious about where we leave things with Jason Todd. That's a great thread to pick up on. Uh, you know, Selena, you know, with what happens, you know, at the end of that book and, and where she stands, that's interesting. Like there's lots of threads to take because we still have a fractured bat family. They don't trust him. They only work together to, you know, stop this one kind of city consuming event. So there's still very much like a lot of things there between them. I also just didn't love where this left Bruce. I was just like, oh God, again, do we have to go through the, I'm doing it alone by myself and then come back to the family thing again. How many times am I going to write that damn story? Like I, I was kind of like very much <laughs> over that part, just that one aspect of Bruce. But, um, but you know, I, there are things that I feel like can't be picked up and moved forward with. So uh, it just wasn't exactly uh, how I wanted. So before we go, uh, we got a new segment record pass. Um, we'll start with ultimate. Universe number one. Uh Kofi, you you recommend or you say pass on this one? Nice. All recommend. right. Evan. I I also recommend. I think that this is um it's a strong it, it's a strong start that has its problems, but ultimately uh you're gonna need to read this to see whatever uh madness that Hickman comes up, which is gonna be great because Hickman Hickman is an amazing writer. Uh, his Fantastic Four run was like my favorite Fantastic Four run. His Avengers run was one of my favorite Avengers runs. And like X of Swords just cannot say yeah, enough good stuff about that cross. My favorite X-Men crossover, really. But um, so while I thought that this start could have been stronger, it's it's an easy recommend. I think that like if you want to see um uh where he's going with this new ultimate universe it's an easy it's an easy pickup uh for me you know it's i i went in this with uh 
like not the highest of hopes. And I got to say it, it turned me around. I, I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm at it. I'm at least in for the first arc and, I, and I'm curious to see where this moves forward. So it's a recommend from me, a universal, uh, recommend very first one. Look at that. Boom, boom, boom. Love it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this next one will be, uh, but, uh, <laughs> Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War, Scorched Earth, Kofi recommend or pass. I'm kind of in the middle. Do we have an? Do we have an in the middle? Do we have any kind of in the middle? No, it's just it's you gotta gotta commit one way or the uh, other. All right, and we probably recommend. should do a middle one. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna recommend. I think a bad like a, a like a soft landing and a bad thud landing doesn't detract from a good journey. Hmm. Ah. <sighs> I was really disappointed. I gotta say, pass. All right. Uh, you know, I, 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 man, like if I, if I were to have read that after like being so hyped on the other, and I didn't have anything else to cushion. Like, let's imagine it was my only book that week, like the only book I picked up that week, and I read that book after the fantastic level it had maintained. I would have been so bummed, and I would have been like pissed that I spent money on that and didn't buy something else. <laughs> <laughs> so I, if I look at it that way, I probably got to say, eh, I pass and I'll read the, you know, I'll read everyone's reviews and get the gist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's gotta be that. Uh, so yeah, so that's our first, uh, first segment of those. Hopefully we'll do more of those in the future. Uh, everyone can catch this on our, your favorite audio podcast. Uh, you can check out our Friday show. Obviously this coming Friday, we got a packed show as well. You can also check this out on our YouTube channel, comic book nation, YouTube. So definitely, uh, I hope to do more of these comics discussions in the future. Uh, please listen to the show, uh, throw your comments in. If there's something you want us to do more of or less of, let us know. Uh, but until uh, next time, anything uh, you guys want to say before we head out? Read comics, uh, yep. talk comics. Yeah, that's about it. Read comics, talk comics, comic book nation. Also, Invincible recaps coming. So yeah. Invincible season two, we're going to be doing recaps. Be on, be on board for that. That's a good comic to animation jump. So tune in for us. Subscribe, like, all the things. Boom. And thank you, Evan, for joining us. It's uh, awesome. And we'll have to have you back on again, maybe uh, for issue two. Who knows? Oh, keep, maybe. Keep, yeah, thank you for having me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll catch you guys later. Thanks so much. Deuces.